Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. Back. We are back, Will, and... We are on to episode 51. We had such a big episode 50, so we can only get bigger, right? Yes. Just I mean, getting bigger. it's it's just uh, getting bigger and better. Everything is, is, is bigger, bigger and better, bigger <laughs> and better. Well, I'm excited. Today is going to be just a, a tad different where we actually have a special guest to talk about to, to help us discuss a topic. Usually when we have a topic, it's just... You and I talking about the topic, right? right? So this time we decided we wanted to add some brilliance to our to our conversation and and add another perspective to to a topic. But before we do that, usually Will has a a music um, business tip or a music tip. And I never have one. But today. But today. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm being called on the spot because I literally just thought of this tip. And um, it's actually probably a little bit of a shameless plug. But um, let me say it real quick. Um, The tip for today is this. And this is for really any musicians. But I'm, I'm kind of focusing a little bit on my singers. Will you please, singers, if you see a free opportunity that's going to go towards your artist development, ding, 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 (laughs) take upon it. Take upon it. Because free free 99 is you can decide to keep it or lose it. You don't really lose anything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I I actually have a, um, there's a lot of different things online that are for, um, you know, musicians to help kind of develop their career and so forth. And one of the things I decided to offer through Creating Crimson is a Facebook Live series, a free coaching experience for singers once a month. So this is completely free. All you have to do is register. You'll be joined to a private Facebook group. And we're going to, and I'm going to coach about, I have 12 different topics. So one topic a month. So we got a whole year that we get to spend to, with each other for free. So I, I, I'm just saying, you know, again, it's a shameless plug, but it's also, you know, I think that we can't ever think that we know everything or ever think that, oh, I got it. I'm, I'm good. I'm, you know, no, there's always space to, to develop and I'm always trying to grow and develop. So um, those of you who are singers, this, this, this group is actually just for singers, but even musicians, if you see free stuff, you know, engage yourself, go on Eventbrite. There's lots of really great things out there that are completely free. And a lot of times people are trying to, Um, promote what services they can offer for you. So it's a way to get a taste of what you, you know, instead of just going and buying stuff that you find online, if you can find more free opportunities, you get a taste of it. And then if you decide you like it and you want to get, you know, more involved or get, receive more of the service, you've at least had a sample and then you can purchase it. It's like going to the food court and they give you free samples (laughs) of the food and you go, yes, (laughs) It's like the Chick-fil-A exactly. where they have the little the, in the mall and they have the plate out with the toothpick there and the chicken. There you go. Yes, that's it. So take that's your it. toothpick of chicken. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so this is our toothpick and chicken. Come on down. And so look, if you want to register, you can just go to creatingcrimson.com and click our events and you'll see the link to register for free. Awesome. And we're starting, um, by the time you guys listen to this, we're starting tomorrow, Tuesday, the 31st, because this, this will air on Monday the 30th so awesome all right well enough of that well you got to keep talking because you this is uh (laughs) you brought our this is my baby our great guest today and so i want you to give the introduction yeah okay great well again today is more topic focused and um we're often i think a lot of independent artists particularly new artists um get very confused about Um, understanding really the role of performing rights organizations, how you get royalties, how you register your music. Should I have a publishing company? Should I not? When do I copyright? When do I not? And um, I try my best to kind of give as much from my experience. But um, this guest that we have today, she actually works with me and she's taught me so much. She's taught me so much. And um, I'm just really excited to have her to kind of we're going to have some specific questions that we want to just pose to her and kind of see what her experience is on it. Her name is Paige Martin. Hi, Paige. Hey, Paige. how are you guys doing? (laughs) We're doing good. We are good. We are good. And and like I said, Paige, and um, I met Paige some years ago when I started recording with a producer and musician named Kari um, Cabral Simmons, who is phenomenal. And she at the time um, was working with him. And then she and I formed a relationship and she now assists me with a lot of my publishing needs and questions and so forth. So thank you for being here. But I, I want, while I know a lot about you, um, I'd like for our listeners to be able to learn just a little bit more about your professional background and how you kind of got into the publishing administration. Okay. Uh, first, let me just say thank you guys for even inviting me to come and like just speak on my experience. And it's been a wonderful journey working with you, Kenya. You are like one of my best clients. Uh, so I just wanted Aww. to tell you uh, both thank you. But um, okay, so many, 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 many years ago, um, I started out singing in a girl group uh, here in Atlanta. Uh, okay, so I started out singing in a girl group and uh, with this entertainment company here in Atlanta. And as girl groups do, we actually disbanded, but we are still very good friends today. But with this company, I started to dabble in songwriting, which became more of a love for me than actually doing, you know, the singing. So uh, I think it was about maybe around 1996, 97, I co-wrote with a producer that was with that company, and I got my first song placement on Tamiya's album entitled Tamiya. So I eventually Mm -hmm. left that entertainment company, and I began working with Groovement, which was a collective of artists, including India, Ari, and the band that I sang with uh, in that collective was also called Serious B. And then I eventually went on to write for India in Incognito, Mesa Leak, and some local bands which had more of an international presence, such as Seek and Kari Cabral Simmons and Transcendent Funk. And I've also written with and performed uh, on Avery Sunshine's first album. So I've been in this for a very long time, but the first song that I placed uh, or that I would place with Tania, my publishing, I didn't even know how to negotiate my publishing and whatnot. So I still make money off of that uh, song, but 
it's nowhere near what it should have been. Nowhere near what it should have been. And, you know, it's like one of those things when you know better, you do better. And I yep. said, God, if you ever give me an opportunity to continue writing and publishing music, I will do it right the next time. I promise I will do it right the next time. So my second song placement was actually with India and then the other scholars. And I definitely make sure that I have So even with working with other artists today, I think the first time you and I talked, I'm so passionate. I, I hate to artists and they just that's fantastic. Awesome. That's a that's a really fantastic story because you took a personal experience. Yeah. yeah, love it, love it. Yeah. Well, uh, you you've uh, hit on some really important stuff that I try to teach my students <laughs> at at, uh, at school, mm-hmm. and try to really get them to understand that uh, getting into the the music business doesn't just have to be about uh, being a performer. And, you know, being this this artist out in the front all the time. Um, in fact, the people who are really making most of the money are in the background <laughs> and right. and either have right. are writing for those those artists who are out in the front. So um, I guess one, one of the questions I guess I would have and and we we talked briefly before we got on. Um, uh, I, I was working on a uh, I'm, I'm doing some submissions right now and um I I'm, I'm, was trying to figure out uh, what leeway I had in terms of my uh, uh, submit submissions because I I have one deal. I mean, one company I'm working with, I'm exclusive with in terms of the stuff I submit to them. So uh, that means basically they they're controlling the publishing um, mm-hmm. from from their angle. But uh, if you have something that's that's exclusive uh, from the publishing. Um, why, what, why can't you submit it to somebody else? And I, I want you to sort of explain that to, to our audience and listeners so they understand what um, the, uh, okay, the relationship is. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to try to do this. I'm just going to try to understand what you're saying because I, I think what you're saying is basically the same thing with me. I have a co-publishing deal. Right. Um, is that what you, basically what you're saying, that you have a co-publishing deal that basically just deals with your publishing? You submit all exactly. of your music and they deal with your publishing and collect um, I'm going to tell you a way to kind of get around <laughs> um, you can have you can't you can have a different publishing company you know there are three performance residents right. so that includes ASCAP, CSAC and BMI so you can have your writer share has to be at one place so like my writer share is at ASCAP um I also have a publishing share at ASCAP. But you can also create uh, publishing companies under different names, and you can just have your publishing company at, you can have a different publishing company at BMI, you can have a different publishing company at CSAC. Hmm. So you really can have three different publishing companies, but your writer share has to be at one company. 
that to me would be a way to get, kind of get around that. So those songs that are exclusive for that particular company that you want to go under that particular company at ASCAP, you can submit to just But I look at it like this. There are some organizations where, let's just say, you want to uh, write music for a channel. Uh, Mm -hmm. It could be, let's just say it's a cable channel. Let's just say cable only, that cable channel only goes through through a particular performance wrestling. Let's just say it only goes through the amount, only goes through ASCAP. And if you have your writer share and your publishing share at BMI, but this particular company only uh, goes through ASCAP, then you need to create another publishing mm. company under ASCAP so that you can you can go through that company to collect your, your publishing shit. Mm. Wow, you just totally opened up my, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the realm of possibilities in my mind right now. Yeah, this is deep. Um, okay. Well, thank you. Uh, that's, uh, uh, let me marinate. I have, can you ask another question? He's going to marinate. You took him back. I, I got you, a whole he's, bunch he's, of other he's stuff. Re-evaluating, oh, yeah. He's reevaluating his life, yeah. his whole music career. Yeah, you, yeah, you've, uh, but you can't, you cannot have, you here. cannot have more than one writership. Your writership can only be in one place. Right, right. Yeah. Well, while we're talking about publishing, because I think this may be one of the most foggiest, which is why Will's life just got corrected, right? Mm. This is a like I think a really foggy area, muddy area for artists is really understanding publishing and 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 what I can do. Can I start my own? Do I have to rely on somebody else's publishing company? So one of the questions that you know I had for you is you know whether or not artists should have their own publishing company. Um, or entity, or, you know, is that not something they should do? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Okay, why? Why? Uh, Just, you know, maybe it's just that Virgo mentality of mine, but take care of yourself. Have your own stuff. Um, I just, I just think it's easier. The only, the only person that I will work with like that, where maybe I would go under their company for something, or they come under my company for something, is my husband. Mm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, because all that money is still coming in our house. Mm. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that with. Um, and that's just me. I'm, I mean, I don't know about what, what other people would do or whatnot. I just think you should take care of yourself. First of all, there are so many artists out here that are working independently. They are making great music. They are performing mm-hmm. in clubs. They are doing shows for a, a many, you know, a, a, a wide range of people. And they don't even have a publishing uh, it just it, it enrages mm. me that they, they don't even have a publishing company because you're missing out on so much money. Even if you are performing in a club and you've written song, you have a following. Every time you go to a club, you, there's paperwork that you can submit to your public uh, performance rights organization and they will pay you as your songs are being performed because it's being performed in a, in a uh, public uh, right. arena. That's money that people are missing. I'm not. You can't make money off of making uh, off of doing covers. But if this is your work, right. and you have CDs out here, and you're selling your CDs, 
another thing, you're cutting yourself off of sync licensing. That's another uh, mm-hmm. stream of income because you have to be paid through a performance rights organization. You have to have a publishing company for a performance rights organization. You're cutting yourself off from that. You're, you're cutting right. yourself off from just doing bigger things. For example, if a movie does come to you and they want to put your um, song in a movie and they're willing to pay you twenty-five dollars to $30,000, you don't even have a performance. You don't have a publishing company. Right. So yes, a part of business, yeah. a part of taking care of your business, and it's not just making songs and making great songs and putting them on a CD and selling them. You have to have your paperwork together so that you can actually get paid through other entities. Right. Well, let can I can I just follow up real quick so Go that ahead, people I, understand? I'm about to take over um, in a minute. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> is that because cause I was trying to explain this because technically when the payout is happening, they have to do a writer share and mm. a publishing share. So if there is nothing st- right. stated or nothing there for publishing, you just got money just sitting mm-hmm. waiting. Whereas if you had that publishing company, it would be assigned to you because that's what exactly. the assignment would be. Correct? And, yes. yes. And... There's, like I said, there's a lot of great music out here. There are, let's just say someone else is doing something creative. Let's just say they're doing a documentary. And they're just taking your songs. You have, have Grayon, they're just taking your songs and they're just putting them in their doc- documentary, which is, which is really, you know, you really are supposed to be asking permission from the copyright owner. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if right, the song right. is copywritten, you still need to belong to a, a performance rights organization. But a lot of people don't even have their songs legally copyrighted. And it's not mm-hmm. that you can't go back and fight and sue and, you know, go through all the legal um, ramifications in order to get your money. But why would you even start that? Why, why wouldn't you just start out you know, with your business straight instead of having to go back. And people do it all the time. They take songs all the time and they put them in in movies and documentaries and they don't really have permission, you know, to do that. But how can you fight if you don't really have any paperwork to back yourself up? Right. Hmm. Right. Well, um, yeah, I got about 20 other questions, but uh, <laughs> one, one specific one that I have right now um and I'm trying to submit a, a, a track um, and I don't, it's not released yet. I don't have a ISRC number and we'll explain what that is. Uh, I guess you can explain what that if you, if you want to, but um, it's, it's a number. What, what did you say? An, an ISRC number uh, that's assigned to your track. And I don't know if you know about um, if you have in-depth knowledge about the ISRC stuff, but uh, it's, it's basically the digital, coding to your track um okay so and, that's like your um like when you do an album it's basically your barcode yeah, so, yeah. So, it's similar to that exactly. it's, it's similar okay. to that but it's it's actually each yeah. each track has its own isrc number and uh um, okay. and this for, for those of you all listening in the audience uh this is what the performer rights organizations use to actually mm-hmm. it's like the fingerprint exactly. okay. it's like okay. the fingerprint what they use the to, to track yeah. where your stuff is so um yeah, and I, and I don't have that yet, and I think they require that in order to put put your song on their system. 
Um, so yeah, I was okay, trying now to. You're uh, all the way. You're all the way out of line. I just I see nothing. I, I know. I got to go this morning. Yeah, you're, you you. <laughs> You you deal with that. I'm, I'm I'm sure you deal with that all the time. It's just it, it gets all added automatically in a lot of systems. Um, okay. Right, when when you release right. anything, they just automatically assign it. But okay. you can actually go okay. do it yourself. Um, mm-hmm. you, you you know you already know it because you you deal with it all the time. Um, uh, right. But yeah, so this is this is something I'm I'm dealing with now, and I'm trying to uh, re- trying to put this thing on a on a submission on the system. But uh, I, I don't have that number yet. But I guess one of the questions I had, and I, I, we'll, we'll come back and answer this on another another episode. But okay, um, okay. if if they need uh, some, sometimes you can have separate numbers for one track, and that's that's a whole different conversation. But oh, uh, let's see, you're schooling me on something. I, I haven't had a We just that. we just need to sit down and talk. Okay. You got, I know. Well, you, you, have, got, you have you, you have enlightened Will. His brain is so that's gonna happen. I, I never eat that. But we're gonna stick. We have very specific questions. Okay. So that people really learn the basics. Okay. Yes. But I'm trying to get. So into I'm gonna the, go back to one of our basic questions. Well, because I, you know, whenever this topic comes up, it's so funny because it all. Always, everybody is thrown into a tizzy because it's like, what, what? I mean, every time I've done this, I, I had a, a workshop that I did uh, with a producer, actually with Kendall Duffy. And this this topic was not supposed to be one of the things we got into, but he some kind of way mentioned publishing or PRO. And mm-hmm. oh, the, the, the whole workshop just shifted over there because so many people, this is an area that people are really, really misinformed on Mm -hmm. or underinformed on or just have not a clue. And I think it gets even more complicated now with the internet and Instagram and you can just put up a song and not and they pull it but then sometimes they don't and you I'm gonna sing my new song to you but I haven't done nothing yet. And so somebody could probably take you know, so there's a lot going on with it. So one of the questions is for that artist who is trying to figure this out and trying to figure out, okay, what what do I, what is this whole thing about being registered? What are the basic steps that artists need to take okay. to make sure that their stuff is registered? Okay. So as I said before, they are, there are three performance rights organizations, which uh, artists usually um, become a member of. I believe that there is also one for gospel music. Please forgive me. I cannot remember the one for gospel music right now. Um, because I'm, I usually just deal with ASCAP, BMI, and CSAP. Um, the reason that these are important is, like I said, you cannot get paid directly. ASCAP, they basically are monitoring your songs when they are performed in a public uh, or like on on radio, in clubs. Um, that's what they are basically monitoring. There's no way for people to be able to do this on their own. So that's why I'm joining performance rights organization. Um, it's basically your performance royalties. Performance royalties and mechanical royalties are two completely different things. Okay. Mechanical royalties are basically the sale of your song, the direct sale of your song. Performance royalties are being monitored through radio clubs, all that public stuff where you hear music. Okay, so ASCAP, that's 
one of the ones that, that's where my writer share is. Um, it's only fifty dollars to join. BMI, it's one hundred and fifty dollars for a person, two hundred and fifty dollars if you are a partnership. And CSAC is no cost to join, but you basically have to go there, meet with the CSAC rep. They want to go through. They're going to listen to your music. They're going to learn more about you. They're going to know what your goals are as an artist before they actually give you an application for you to become a part of uh, CSAC. It depends on the person. Um, all of these are like brands. You know, you got your Nike, you got your Reeboks, you got your, you know, it all depends on which one you like uh, more. You usually have a lot of your major artists who are with ASCAP and BMI. But I'm gonna be honest with you, I I love CSAC as well. I you know I have found that the reps are a lot more approachable. Um, before I even had one of my publishing companies at CSAC, I went and met with a representative there who gave me a ton of information before, and we we had a, a relationship friendship before I even became. A, a member there and I could not really I, I, I didn't have the same access at ASCAP and it all depends on what, what the artist wants some people want to be more attached to that particular organization I kind of like them all and, and but I, my favorite actually is is CSAC even though my writer and publisher share <laughs> is at ASCAP so you have to you as an artist or writer or whatever, you research yourself and see if it's a, a better fit for you, you know, because you're, you're going to need one, you know. Um, did I answer your question or, or was there, was there more? Yeah, and then, I mean, so, and, and then the only other thing is once you've, like, if you decide, okay, um, you know, ASCAP is the way that I'm going to go. Because mm-hmm. like you said, with CSAC, that is an application process, so you would have to wait to find out, you know, if you've been accepted for, mm-hmm. I guess, the next steps with that. But if ASCAP is just a matter of paying a fee, um, so now, okay, great, yay, I'm but, a part of ASCAP, I paid this. my let me, fee. Let me piggyback on what you were saying. <laughs> you have to register okay. your song. You have to register your songs in order to get paid. So let's just say, I'm a writer, you are the musician. Uh, you, you create the mm-hmm. music. Um, music mm-hmm. is 50%, writer is 50%. So mm-hmm. I have to register my, I mean, I have to put in my writer, uh, my name as a writer. I have to put in my publishing company and then there are different splits. Personally, if you're the, mus- you're the musician, I'm the writer, it should be 50% of the music to you and 50% of the, write, uh, the writing to me. So that means 25% of Paige Martin as the writer goes into the writing section and 25% of my publishing company goes into the writer share. And then you basically split 25% of your writer share for music and 25% of your uh, publishing share for music. So that therefore the song is 50-50. We own the song 50-50, 100%. Yeah, my is the, the splits, the percentages are different, but you split it the same. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah, and CSAC. I it's been so long since I've worked with someone from CSAC, I can't even remember. But basically, mm-hmm. they have to add up, it gets a little right, bit more 100. difficult. The more people that you have on the song, <laughs> it gets a little bit more, more you know, 
The people that I work with, we usually just split everything 50-50. So that means if three Mm. people wrote wrote on the song, we just split the song three ways. Right, exactly. It's just just easy. This arguing of 2.5%, and and three and a half percent. I don't I don't get that. I just I just I don't I don't get Well I've that. had I've had I've had I've worked with um a musician where they they only wrote like the bridge mm-hmm. and so lyrically, you know, the actual writing. Um and then I wrote everything else in the song. So it wasn't like a fifty fifty writer. Right, right. It wasn't no. they only did. So they took like so I think that when we did it, it was like 10 yeah. percent we agreed on, you know, that. But but, yeah, it's a matter of agreeing. Yeah, no, that was my I, I think that what artists, you know, the, the take home is that if you have a song that you wrote, which hopefully you did or you co-wrote with, you know, someone else or another musician, you know, you need to join mm-hmm. a PRO mm-hmm. and then you need to register the song because it's not, you can't just join and then never register the song right. because then again, the song doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> you exist, but, but the, the song, song doesn't. doesn't. Exactly. Right, right. And so when you go to register that song, when you're talking about those percentages, you have to provide that information mm-hmm. so that they know because again, they're just a monitoring system. Yeah. So once it comes up, they, you know, they're assigning the money accordingly to what, because when people put it in the radio, they have to have all that information as well so that it's all, you know, every, everything is, is synced in. So right. that's just, that's huge. Okay. That is Wonderful. huge. And, and people, really have to publish them, right? Because that is your money. That's for the money. That's your money. It's your 401k. It's your retirement plan. It's your, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it is your money. You have to take this seriously. It's, and it's not, it does seem like a lot. It does. And it can be intimidating. But you can learn. You, you, you can, and you have to. You have a responsibility to learn this information because as opposed to the way it was 15 years ago, you basically yeah. are, this is your business. If you're going to become an artist, this is your business. You have to take everything into your own hands and you have to know information in order for you to continue to make money doing what it is that yes. you love to do. And publishing is your money. You can't play with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. I can't believe we're already at 30 minutes. Yeah, I'm looking yeah, at our clock we, and I'm just like, a, a we, left. we yeah. are by far are going to have to do a part, part two, two, three. know <laughs> there's so much I've other been, stuff we didn't talk about. Yes, we have to do a part so two. Much. Well, and I've been wanting, I know I've talked to Paige, you know, in the past about doing a workshop and we've got to figure this out because I do think that, you know, this is still, even with us being, you know, as clear as possible, this is still an area that people, because, because yes, like you said, there are some nuances to that. And it's not hard. It's just a matter of sitting down and kind of doing it and understanding. But I do think a lot of times artists still just kind of half do it, yeah. you know, kind of half understand mm-hmm. it. Um, and I, it's just really, really important right now, because like you said, with independent music being so, I mean, it's gaining so much steam right now and independent artists are being placed their stuff. You know, what's happening is top, music or top um, films and TV shows recognize that if they take the music of an independent artist, not only are they getting something maybe a little bit more unique, the money is, they're not paying a label. I mean, the Mm -hmm. money is different. So Mm -hmm. they, they recognize they can negotiate things a little bit differently with independent artists. So if you come in there not knowing 
your negotiation power is all weird. And, yeah. you know, so this is just really, it's, it's, it's really important. And, um, you know, we absolutely are going to have to do uh, a part two because we and have a whole other a host three. of questions. <laughs> exactly. Yes. exactly. Exactly. Well, yes, yes. But do you have one more thing? Will do you have uh, any? We actually have last, like 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Never mind. All right. So we'll invite you back. Um, we'll leave some show notes um, and I'll talk to you a little bit off the record to know if there's a way that people can contact you and we'll continue. We'll put that on our show notes if necessary. So, ah, oh no, this has been great. Thank you. Thank you. The, uh, our time ran out. So uh, thank you all for listening and, and hope you got a lot from this episode. And we are definitely going to have Paige back on because uh, we didn't even touch a whole bunch of questions that we had. So uh, thank you again. And, and uh, we will talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening. And we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creatingcrimson.com or drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbizbiz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.